Bokertov, today's daf is daf Yud Aleph and Nazir. We left off yesterday at the second mission on the page, halfway down the page. Hareini Nazir So here we're talking about where a person makes stipulations. Let's recall, back on daf Gimon Mbeis, we had a discussion. The Mishnah had said that if you accept part of the obligations of a Nazir, the obligations again being the famous threesome, can't shave, can't be Matami Lameis, and you can't drink grape products, have any grape products, so those are the three. If you accept any one of them, says the Chachamim, uh, you accept all of it. Any one of them, you just say from, you know, from grapes or from skins uh, or from kernels you're, or from a tumma, you're all of them. Rabshimah the Gemara brought down the Bryce that Rabshimah disagrees. He says, no, if you start to enumerate them, you must enumerate them all. That's what we saw at back at Nefkimo. Here we're going to see a similar machlokas when you accept part of it, but not the whole thing. I want to make another on the condition. Here's the key. I want to be an usher on the condition that I can still drink wine in the time of the mason. I only want to accept. So what conditions are you accepting? Okay, maybe cut a haircut, right? So Hareza Nazir says the Tanakam, you're a full Nazir and you're obligated in all three. Okay, that's what the Tanakam says. And there's no machlokas apparently about that. And we'll see the Gemara gives the reason why there's no machlokas is because this is called masna mashakasa Torah. You're making a condition what's written in the Torah. If a man says a famous case where a man says, I want to get married to this woman, I'm marrying you. I have no obligations to you. Not, not intimacy, not money, not food, nothing. So what are you marrying? What are you doing? There's, no, there's nothing there. You, you can't get married. So there's a machlokas. Rabbi says that if it's only money, money, it could be mochel, but other obligations, he cannot. So if you if you make a condition on what's written in the Torah, you can't. You have no, the Torah defines what marriage is. By the way, it's between a man and a woman, right? That's a marriage, right? You can't, the Torah defines that. You can't make it up on your own, make new conditions. So if you get some married to somebody on, on the Nasa, you're not going to have any of those obligations. That's not a marriage. You can't, that's not, you know, it's your, you, it, it, the, the, I should, should say it's not a marriage. I should say that it's a marriage and those conditions are void. They're null and void. You can't make conditions on that. So the same thing will be here when you say, I'm, I'm going to be a Nazir. The Torah defines what a Nazir is, the three obligations. You say, on the condition, I'm only keeping one of them. That's meaningless. That's null and void. Therefore, you're a full Nazir. That's what the Tanakhama says here. And the Chorah does not We'll see in the Gemara where there's machlokas about this. A second case where he doesn't accept it all. I know that there's a concept of Nazir. I know that there's something about a Nazirite, right? Wasn't uh, certain people in Israel Nazirites, right? I know that there are people who are Nazarites, but I didn't know that that in what part of being what a Nazarite is entails no wine. Again, I raise the officer. No, it's what you know. You knew that there were certain things. Maybe you had to grow your hair. Okay. Again, you accept the part. moment of when he declares his. We're talking when he declares it. Right. Right. He's make, so here, in the first case, he made it as a condition. I'm getting married. I'm I'm becoming an officer on the condition that I don't observe the wine and the. Uh, and the impurity obligations. Can't make a condition against what's written in the Torah, so you're full Nazir. Here, you accepted part of it. I know that there's a Nazir, but I didn't know that it's Asr one. I thought it was just the other ones. Again, you're accepting part of it. Asr, you're Asr Nazir, Rav Shimon Matar. Because Rav Shimon says, if you weren't accepting wine, you're not accepting the, you have to accept all of them. If you didn't accept all of them, you're not a Nazir. Does Rav Shimon argue in the first case? That's what the Gemara is going to deal with. A third case, your daddy should Nazir, Asr, I know that a Nazir can't drink wine. And I know that he can't be in I will I thought that they would get, I would get a heter 
We'll see the Gemara says this is sort of like a Shaila's Chacham. I thought I would get a heter. I can't drink anything other than wine. The water here is, is dirty. You know, there's nothing I could drink except for wine. I know that a Nazir is also to drink wine, but I thought that the rabbis would, would give me a dispensation because that's the only thing I can't drink. I can't live without wine. Well, it oh. sounds like you saved it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, so in this case, no, not later on. Uh, uh, so in this case, it's like, yes, that could be that he said it later on in the last case. Because he's saying, it's a, a, I, I know I, I accepted his nose, but I thought that they wouldn't, you know, when I made it, I thought that it wouldn't include the wine because the rabbis know I can't live without wine. Amesh and Ekovar Samesim Rashi learns that I am the town Chavar Kedisha. Without me, how could there they, there be no burials? So I thought the Chacham would allow me a dispensation and say, even though I'm a Nazir, I'm allowed to drink wine or I'm allowed to bury the bed if I was a Chavar Kedisha. Areza Mutter. Here, the Tanakhama seems to say that's okay, that's mutter. In other words, you're not a nazir at all. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, no, you are a nazir. So it's an interesting thing. So over here, you're right, Michael's right. It sounds like he accepted the full naziris, except the Chum said, well, since I, uh, you know, the Chum say, since the person was sort of, was showing on us, he said, I, I, there's no way I can keep the wine. I, I didn't think I could keep that. I thought you would give me a hetzer for that. Or, I didn't think you would uh, obligate me to uh, to refrain from impurity uh, because I'm the town Chaver Kedisha. I have to bury the dead. So I think so. Again, the solution is Hareza Mutter. No solution of Mutter. Uh, it's also he said Mutter before Mutter. The whole netter's off because it's Shol and the netter. Rab Shimon says it's also. Rab Shimon says you're not Shol that. What's Rab Shimon? Rab Shimon. We'll see. Rab Shimon in the first in the middle case seems to be Makel. Right. He says if you didn't accept all of them, you're nothing. Here, we didn't accept all of them. You are still also. So the Gemara will explain as we get at the yeah, so The first question is, pardon? Yeah. So the first question is, what um, wh what about in the, in the first case? When he says, I'm another, on the condition that I'm going to drink wine or I'm going to defile myself for the dead. Uh, that is a nozer and you're also an We don't seem to have an achlok. Since you didn't accept all three obligations, you said I'm a nozer. But I want to drink wine, or I want to tell this. You didn't accept all three. Rabbi Shimon says, if you don't accept all, all of them, you're not a Nazar. So why doesn't it say, why doesn't our mission say Rabbi Shimon Matar there also? Rabbi Shimon, he doesn't, he doesn't say anything in the ratio. Seems that it's according to everybody. So there's a machlokas here, what Rabbi Shimon holds. Rabbi Shimon Levi says, Rabbi Shimon right. Rabbi Shimon argued in the ratio also. When he says Rabbi Shimon Matar, it's going on both cases, the first case and the middle case. Ravina Marno, Rabbi Shimon, yes, I'm going to ratio. Why my time up? As I mentioned before, if you make a condition on something that the Torah defines, you can't do that. The Torah says when you get married, you're you have to be intimate with her, provided with clothing and food, etc. Um, and if you want to make a condition, say, I'm married on the condition that I don't have to do those three obligations, you're, you're married and the condition is null and void. Here too, when you make a condition, I'm a nazir on the condition that I'm not going to drink wine, that I'm going to drink wine and I'm going to defile myself, that's, uh, you can't make such a condition. The condition is null and void and you are another. So even Rav Shimon would be mowed over here. This is different because you said it as a condition. So Rav is a Baresh, so we have two, so we have two, two um, explanations. One explanation is Rav Shimon really argues with the Rav also. That, that's Rav Shimon Levi. Rav says no. Rav Shimon doesn't argue in the ratio because that's Masa Mashikas of the Torah. You condition against what the Torah says, your condition is null and void. What about Yeshua Ben Levi, who says that Rav Shimon does argue in the ratio there too? 
is how, how could he argue with the concept of in this case, this is not like the case of the woman where you marry somebody. This is like you're saying, in other words, Shimon Levi says, Rabbi Shimon does match in this case because he's saying, listen, I want to be a Nazar uh, for uh, hair cutting and tummy lace, but not for wine, or for hair cutting and tummy lace, but, but uh, uh, and, or hair cutting and wine, but I want to be with tummy lace. And as what you're saying, I would accept, I want to accept three, two or three, I want to accept one or two of the obligations, but not all three. Therefore, Rav Shimon says, you're not a Nazar. And Rav Shimon would argue in the ratio too. Again, that's Rav Shimon Levi. Rav Shimon Levi is defending himself because he says, even though this Lashon was Amenas, I'm, I'm going to be a Nazar on the condition that I'm going to drink wine. And you can't make a condition, sir. But this is not exactly like a regular condition because here it's like saying, okay, I'm accepting this part, not that part. And therefore, Reb Shimon would argue and say that Esmutu, you're not a full Nazir. So that's the issue over here. Is this, um, you're going, is it, you're making a condition on something that the Torah doesn't allow you a condition? Or do we look at the details and say, like Reb Shimon held elsewhere, unless you accept all three, uh, you're not a Nazir. And here he didn't accept all three. Tanikos Ravina, but we have a proof to Ravina who says that what Reb Shimon agrees with the Tanikam in our Mishnah, that's Mashakashi, whatsoever. I'm already Nazir, I'm I'm going to be a Nazar on the condition that I'm going to drink wine, not like a regular Nazar, or that I'm going to defile myself because I'm the Chavar Kedisha. You're a full Nazar and you're also Why? Because you're making a condition against something that the Torah, uh, except uh, you're making a condition on one of the things that the Torah says does not allow you to make a condition. As we said, except for cases of money, but when it comes to here, it's not a kiss of money. You want to make condition. The Torah says these are the three stipulations for becoming a nazir: hair cutting, wine, and uh, and tummy lames. And you want to uh, make a stipulation against one of those. You want to make a condition against what's written in the Torah. You can't do that. Therefore, uh, your conditions void. So according to this, seems that the uh, stronger opinion of, is that of Ravina that the first part of the Mishnah goes even according to Shimon. Shimon also says if you say I'm a nazir on the condition. That I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna keep the obligation of wine or or uh, tuma. Then uh, your condition is null and void, and you're a regular nazir. Then we said, what was the middle case? I know that a that a nazir can't drink wine, but I didn't know. I'm sorry. The last condition, the last case, not the middle case. Uh, the last case was I know that a nazir cannot drink wine, but I thought that the rabbis would give me a dispensation because I. I'm addicted to wine. I can't drink, I can't live without wine. So what do we say there? There, uh, the said, you're out of it. And Rabbi Shimon Asers, uh, even though apparently over here, he didn't want to include wine in his, uh, in his, um, you know, in his acceptance of being a Nazar, he didn't want to include the wine or, and or the Tumma obligation. And so according to that, Rav Shimon should say that it's much if you don't accept everything. And the Chum should say it's also as we had before. The Chum said, when you accept part of the obligations, you accept all of the obligations. If you don't accept all, and, and if you, and if, uh, according to Rav Shimon, if you don't accept all of them, you're not a Nazar. So why over here is it the opposite? The Chum says it's mutter, Rav Shimon says it's also. Ivar Medresha also Rav Shimon Matur, the other way around. Eimanami Harez also Rav Shimon Matur. So let's change the last, last line in the Mishnah. When it says, I know that a Nazar can't drink wine, but I thought the rabbis would give me a dispensation because I can't live without wine. Or I thought the rabbis would give me a dispensation for Tumma because I am the town Chavakadisha. 
change the words to Hareza Osir, because you accept the part of it. According to Chomet, you accept part of it, you accept all of it. According to Shimon, it's Mutter. Say it that way. That's how you should say. So, Vamat Reisha Osir, Rabshim Matar, Ema. So, the first answer of the Gemara is you're right, switching around. The Chom say it's Osir, because you accept part of it. And Shimon says Mutter. Eboy say more, I'll tell you another answer. Lola Motor, don't switch it around. I'll tell you why. Awesome in the ratio, you go and do where you said, I'm going to be a nozer from one thing. Let's say I'm not going to drink wine, but I'm not going to keep the other things. According to Chacham in the ratio, where I said, I'll be, I want to be a nozer on the condition that I'm going to drink wine at the time of the mace, or I know that there's an Azir, but I didn't know that it includes wine, but I thought it just include the other things. But the Chum say, if you accept part of an Azir, you accept the whole thing. Right, you accepted one thing. You thought you weren't. You thought maybe uh, you know the story of Shimshon, so you know about the hair. So you accepted that it means you accept everything. So it's also You have to accept all three obligations. If you didn't accept all three, you're mutter. That was the first part of the uh, the first part of the mission. Let's say the middle case where you know there's an theorist, but you didn't know about the wine. The first case we said the very first case. I'm going to drink wine. And, that might be Masal Shikasavatari, even if I'm the way Ravina learned. But in the last case, Seifa, the last case, the Narabikulu, you made an error from everything, like Michael said before, that you first said, I'm a Nazir, I'm a Nazir. Then you said, well, I thought the rabbis wouldn't hold me to the wine obligation because I can't live without wine. I thought the rabbis wouldn't hold me to the uh, Tuma obligation because I'm the, I, uh, I take care of the dead, I'm the grave digger here. So, now you want to be Shoel, you want to go to Tarsadar from the rabbis on one of them. Now, look, look how the logic works. When you become an Azir, even if you obligated yourself only to one of the three conditions, also history. So, if I'm Shoel on one of them, the whole thing falls away. In other words, according to Rabbanan, the way their logic works is an obligation of one is an obligation of all three. And a heter of one is also a heter of all three, because the other two follow this one. But Rav Shimon holds that you're not an Azur unless you accept all three obligations. And here you accepted all three, but but when you only ask Sheol HaTashdam on one of them, until until you get Sheol on all three, you're still an Azur. So that's why it's logical to say that in the last case, it, the shitas are reversed. Chum say it's mutter. Why? Because since you're shoel in one of the three, one of the three obligations, the other two follow the three. Just like when you become an ozer, accepting one means you accept all three. When you're shoel on one, you're also shoel on all three. As to Shimon, you have to be shoel on all of them. And since you weren't shoel on them, you were only shoel either on the uh, tumah or on the wine. You're still a ozer. That's one way to learn. Or and, and that's why it makes sense the way we read the Mishnah. The third reading, well, I say my third way. The first way to explain it was we switch it around. The Chum say it's also, Shimon says, the second way is, like we just said, that here, here you're being Shoel on the original. You, you accepted the whole Naziris. Now you want to be Shoel and say, oh, can I get out of the wine? Because I, I can't live without wine. You're being Shoel on that. Chum, if you're going to Chum, if you're Shoel on one, you're Shoel on all three. You're going to Shimon, you have to be Shoel on all three. We're talking here about uh, a netter made under pressure or uh, 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 where, where you don't have any options, meaning you're, um, you're, you're, uh, you're, it's, it's like tough luck. What do we say? So if you're back in the Durham on Dafchof, it was, we talked there about a, uh, was it Dafchof or was it earlier on? No, it was later on. 
Um, in the beginning of the third parak, the, Mish- the Mishnah over there says, beginning of the third parak in the Dharam, said that there are four in the Dharam, the Chomer Mater, Nidrei's Ruzen, motivation, or they were, you know, uh, you were, um, uh, you were trying to motivate somebody. Vinidre uh, by exaggeration, the Shkagas made an error. And Nidre Onsen, like under pressure, meaning it was against your will. It was uh, you had n- you had no choice in the matter. So all those things are mutter automatically. That's what the Mishnah seemed to say. So here also he says this is also Nidre Onsen. Why? Because since you're not able to withstand not drinking wine, you can't live without wine, or you're the only grave digger in that area. There's no option. You're you're forced into it. It's it's uh, something that you do with, without. Um, it's, it's like against your will. You have no choice in the matter, right? So that's what we're speaking about over here too. Here we're talking about onsen. What do we mean by that? When you say over here, it's something that you couldn't handle. Meaning, you I wanted to be a nazir, but I didn't you know realize this is something that was beyond my was that was a, that's the right loss I'm looking for beyond my control. What was the example back of, of, of beyond my control in the case of Nadarim? Back in Nadarim, uh, I guess it was Daf Chaf, something or other. Um, let's see, Nidre, Nidre Onsen. Let's say he says, I, uh, I make a netter or I really, you, that you're going to eat with me or you know, that you're, you're, I force you to eat with me. And then somebody got sick. So it was a circumstance beyond your control. That's called Nidre Onsen. Here too, this is Nidrionsen. Why? Because you thought you'd be a nozzle and you realize you can't live without wine. Or there's nobody else to bury. So therefore, this is Onsen. And therefore, what? So what's the machlokas of Shimon and, and the Chum in our Mishnah? Rabbi Shimon says it's Osir. When you try to get out of it, you're still a nozzle and the Chum say it's Mutter. So the Gemara explains. Um, the machlokas of Shimon Rasi over there in the Dharam when it comes to Nidrionsen. The Chum were Mater, four kinds of the Dharam. Nidrionsen. When you did it simply just to uh, motivate somebody, you know, you wanted to um, uh, instigate them to do something and not do something. Yeah, yeah. Or nidre havai, exaggeration. If I, I saw, I saw a flying, uh, a flying cow over here. Or nidre shkagos, you made it by mistake. You didn't realize uh, you made a netter that you're not going to have enough from those people. You didn't realize your father was among them. Or nidre onsen, this is when it was something was uh, against your will. Or um, you know something was beyond your control. So Ravasi said, even though these four nadarim are not really nadarim, you have to you have to go said when I said this in front of Shmuel, not in front of Ravasi. Ravasi said you have to on the Dharma. I said it's a It's not even. That merit that you know it's a, it's it's mutter. It's not even an error because it was a mistake. It was beyond your control. And you say you have to ask Shel Cham. You have to ask Adarim. Rabbanan Savri Kishmuel. The Rabbanan in our mission hold like Shmuel. This is why it doesn't need a Tars Adarim because this was like a mistake. Why was it a mistake? Because I didn't know that I could I couldn't live without wine or I didn't realize what I was doing. And Rab Shimon holds like Ravasi. You still need Sheila. So Rab Shimon says you still need Sheila, and therefore it's still Osir. Even though you say over here, oh, I I, I know what a nuzzer is, and I became a nuzzer, but I thought that the Chum would give me a heter because I can't live without wine, or I can't live without being a grape drinker. That's my job. Uh, or I'm the only guy in town, according to Rashi, who does that. So that's something that's considered beyond your control. But Shimon says you still need a Tarsadarim, whereas the Chacham say, no, it's mutter because 
It's called Nidre Ongsim, which are mutter without even Atars Acharm. Rashi says, uh, even where we are now, he fooled himself. He was fooled by his own heart. He thought that the Chum would be Matim, the guy got me the onus. Uh, when he when he thought it was more more of that case where Rav Kana Rav Asi each swore that Rav said a certain thing. So uh, when Rav came and said, "No, this is what I said," like one of them, the other one said, "What? I I lied. I I swore falsely." So Rav said, "No, you're you were you were fooled. You thought that was it. Your heart fooled you, so to speak. Your heart made you say something. So it was like beyond your control." Here too, he made he became a nazir. Right, uh, but he thought that he would be able that he would get a heter for the wine because he can't live without wine. So that was considered also an ones. So the onus is either that he can't live without it, you know, so hold since he can't live without wine, that's the onus, or the onus is is that he thought that the chum would give him a heter and he was wrong about that. So either way, he's, he's an onus. The chum say, if you're an ones, Nidrayonson is his mutter. So as soon as he said, I thought the chum would give him, so he made a mistake because it was considered beyond his control. And therefore, it's not an error at all. So that's the machlok. It's just three A's to learn the last part of the last case in the Mishnah. Either that we turn around Rabbana, we reverse the Shittas, Rabbana and Rab Shimon, or we keep the Shittas. But one way to learn is because now you're being showel on the netter. And Rab Shimon says you got to be showing the whole netter, not on one or two of them. Therefore, he says it's Asr. Or because he holds like Ravasi that even though it's Nidreonsen, you still need Shailas Chacham. Says the Mishnah, Rani Nazir, listen to this case. Reuben says, I'm a Nazir. And I also want to shave another Nazir. When you say shaving, it doesn't just mean shaving. We call it Tiglachas, the shaving. When a uh, Nazir finishes his Ziris, let's say after 30 days, he brings three Karbanas, Chathasol and Shlomim, and he has to shave all his hair. He takes the hair and puts it in the fire underneath the Shlomim, the whole procedure there, besides the carbon Mincha that goes along with it. So it says over there, if a guy, in this case, we say a guy says, I want to be a Nazir, and I want to do the tiglachas for another nazir. And I want to bring somebody else's karbonus. I want to be a nazir myself. And I also want to fulfill somebody else's obligation to be to, to uh, bring their karbonus, etc. I'll donate the karbonus for him. So Reuben said that. Then Shimon heard Reuben say that. Vani also. Vani, I also want to be a nazir. And I also want to uh, bring the karbonus for somebody else. If these two guys were smart, Megalchen says that they would bring kibbutz for one another. Yimlav, if they're not so smart, Megalchen is their In other words, each guy said, "I want to be a nazir," meaning I want to go through the whole procedure, and then I'll have to bring three kibbutz later. And I also want to donate somebody else's kibbutz, right? I want to give him an aliyah too, right? When they donate somebody else's kibbutz, so each guy said that. So each guy really has to bring, let's say, six animals instead of three, right? But if they're smart, each one will bring the other guys, and they only have to bring three. Okay. What happens if he didn't say He just said And he said, me too. What is that? Is he going on everything? Meaning, I want to be a Nazar and I also want to bring three components for somebody else. Maybe it's only going on half. Va'ani is going on half. Either on that I'm a Nazar or that I want to bring somebody else's components. In terms of if he says it's only going on half, a safe. Is he going on the first half or the second half? The man said, Reuben said, I want to be a Nazar and I want to bring three kabbalas for somebody else. And, the, and let's say Shimon just said, Ba'ani, right? Just said, Me too. I also. What is he going? Is he's writing on everything? I want to be a Nazar and I want to bring three kabbalas for somebody else? Or is it only one of the two? I want to be a Nazar or I want to bring three kabbalas. And if it's only one of the two on half of it, is he going in the first part or the second part? Tashma, Ba'ani. 
Look at how Misha said. Misha says, Reuben said, me too, He said both things. If they're smart, each one would bring the kabbalas for the other one, so they wouldn't have to bring each six; they'd each bring three. Since he's vaani, what did he say? The second guy, Shimon, said vaani Otherwise, he'd just say vaani. When he said vaani right? How do you? Why do you say ani and alai? So you see, ani is only going on half of it. Amri, okay. Ain't a pal gets going on. Apagadi borei, mashus mashus going on half. Mi arayshos safe is he going on the first half where he says I'm an azer, or and he, and if for the second I would also be an azer. Or safe is going on the second part where he says and I will bring it. I'll bring the verse from the else. So the gemara says lashon is umina. So learn it from that case itself. Learn it from the lashon. Midikomer ve'alai legaleach. Since he says alai legaleach, the second part he didn't say ve'ani. Uh, 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 have a nazar. He said, Since the second part is Galeach, he's talking about bringing the Kabbalahs. So he sees Vani is going on the first half. Uh, so you know, he's trying to say that when you say Vani, it's only going on half and on the first half. How do you know it's this way? Maybe I'll tell you Vani Maybe it's going on everything. If he just says Vani, it's going on everything. In this case, my comer, what do you mean? Ba'alai ba'amilsa. And I'm confirming that I'm going to do this thing. In other words, if he would have just said bani means on everything, he's just saying bi'alai, and I'm going to confirm that I'm doing this whole thing. Dilo if you don't say that, the Tani Sefer, quickly learn to pay to the to next tomorrow's daf on the days. Look at your days on the days tomorrow's daf. I hope we're all at the same volume. Harei alai the mission says there in the middle of the page, harei I want to shave for a half a nuzzer's obligation. It doesn't mean a half a nuzzer. It means Mars going to say that it, he has to, he's, he agrees to bring half the kabbanas of a nuzzer. So there's another Shimon heard the same thing. says each one has to bring all three kabbanas. You shouldn't say chatzinaz, you should say the nuzzer of a, the, the kabbanas of. Half, half of the kabbalas of another. Fine, but the rabbinians say you bring half. But why did you have to say? Let him just say vani. Why did the second guy there say vani? There, they're not talking about accepting the zeros. Not saying another. This mission just says I'm going to bring the kabbalas. I like this guy's a nice guy. He's made himself a nazir. Now he can't work. He don't like. He can't cut his hair and all that. Can't get a job. I'll I'll pay for half his zeros for half the kabbalas. And then the the second guy says vani. He didn't say vani. Period. He said vani alai l'gayechatsi nazar. Why did he have to say all that? Dilo temach. So now the Gemara says maybe vani means the whole thing. Vani el kuli bar. Vimushum valai. Well, maybe vani means everything. Vimushum alai. My coming just means and I confirm I will do this. Valai bar mils. It's upon me. I will do it and I accept it with you know strong strong uh, uh, with the strong um, commitment. I I do I do it. Dilo temach. How do you learn this mission on on your base on a base? There's two things. <laughs> There's no two things over there. And yet, uh, and yet you say, and you say, means, I accept it. I confirm that I accept this upon me. Maybe it means that. So maybe, maybe means everything. You compare those cases. Shricha, you have to say, Va'ani means half. Ani means half. 
and then the Oli is on the other half on the Carbonos. Fine. So safer load streak and the safer you didn't really like to say Vani Oli. You could have just said Vani, but Tommy Safer, the load streak and Mishum Rasha the Srika. Since the Rasha says the, in, with the second guy, Shimon says, Ba'ani ve'olai, to make clear, because Ani is going on the Naziris and Malai is going on the extra kabanos. Makes sense. And then in the Seifa, in the basement basis, it says, Ba'ani ve'olai, because of the Reisha. Aliyah, but Reisha lotzricha, Seifa lotzricha. But if you say the Reisha, you don't have to say that at all, because Ba'ani goes on everything. And the Seifa, you don't have to say Ba'ani. There's no reason to say what. So Tani Rachel Why would you say both cases? If you don't need to say Valai at all, because Ani means everything, why would you say that? So it so it doesn't make sense to say Vani means everything, because if it means everything, why do you have to say at all the Alai? Doesn't make sense. If you tell me, oh, it just means to confirm it, fine. That makes in this case, but what are you gonna do in that case over there? Uh, that case over there it also means just to confirm it. Why bother? If the ratio doesn't, if the ratio isn't necessary, again, he's he's countering that he said it must be the line means uh, maybe a line means everything, and that just means I'm confirming it. So what does it mean in the safe? Or why did you say the safe over there? Again, um, so the Gemara says yeah, right? But if you say the ratio needs it, it's not stam that you're confirming it, but you're saying the ratio needs because va'ani means only the naziris. So I need for the Karbonos. So the Seifa, even though it wasn't necessary because there you only talk about Karbonos, you mentioned it, Agav the Reisha. But if the Reisha doesn't need it and the Seifa doesn't need it, why did you mention it at all? Therefore, he disputes this and he says that Ba'ani does not necessarily mean on everything. Ba'ani means on half and apparently means on the first half. When he says Ba'ani, Ba'ani is going on the first thing that he said and the Zeus, Ba'ani is going on the Karbonos. Okay, that's as far as that motion goes. But we have a different problem over here. The problem is, can you accept something that didn't happen yet? What do we say in our Mishnah? Ruben says, I want to be a Nazar, and I want to bring three Kabbalists for somebody else. Okay. Somebody else presumably has an obligation already. Then Shimon says, me too. I want to be a Nazar. I want to bring three Kabbalists for somebody else. And the Mishnah said, if they're smart, they'll each bring for the other guy. Mamela, Shimon, we can understand, can bring for Ruben because Ruben was already a Nazar, right? Ruben was a Nazar. And he said, I'm going to bring three kabbalas. And Shimon says, I also want to be a Nazar. I'm going to bring three kabbalas. Okay, you're bringing kabbalas now because there's another Nazar there, Reuben. But when Reuben said that, there was no other Nazar there yet. How does that work? That's when Mars with Mars, tomorrow's Mars is going to deal with that. But first, the Gemara is going to bring a preamble to show about that. What's that case? Omar of Yitzchak. What's it? it's, a, it's a long issue over here until we get to the question. We'll see it on tomorrow's now. Omar of Yitzchak by Yosef. Omar of Yosef. I'm listening to this case. You tell your messenger, say the Kaddish the Isha. You can commission a Shliach, give me Kaddish the Isha for you. He goes and says, Listen, you are betrothed to my, the Meshaleach, Yankel, right? Yankel, Yankel sent the Shliach, and he says, You are betrothed to Shliach with this uh, ring in front of Adim, Rehat Mukadesh Yankel. That works because Yankel commissioned him to do it. <laughs> Let's say, so he, man tells a Shliach, Go marry a, a woman for him. They didn't have cell phones. They had no communications. The guy went on a long trip and he said, Kashanish with me. Sadish is Tom. Usir, he says, you know, which woman did he did he commission him to marry? Anybody. This guy was willing to marry anybody. Just go marry a woman for me. I'm going to be traveling in that neighborhood. I like to have a woman handy for me. So marry somebody in Hong Kong. I'm going to, I'm going to be traveling to Hong Kong next month. Marry somebody in Hong Kong for me. Okay. Also, now this guy, Yanko, who commissioned him. 
Can he get married here now? In the days when you can marry, polygamy was mutter, according to the Torah, when you can marry somebody else. Can he marry somebody else now here? Besides that, that case, can he marry another woman here? No. Why? Because it might be related to... Exactly. Yeah. might be related to the one in Hong Kong that he married. You assume chazaka, shliachasa, shlichuso. As a chazaka, we consider, we take it as a given, right? At, uh, at um, the, a presumption that the shliach fulfilled his job and he married somebody for you. Made the kivan the low parishly, right? Since he didn't say who he married, he doesn't know. He didn't say marry Jane or J- or, or, or June or or ya- or uh, whatever, Sprinza. Uh, he didn't say marry a particular person. He said marry somebody. You don't know who he married for you. So you can't marry anybody. Why? Because maybe you're going to be maybe you'll be marrying her relative. You can't marry, uh, you can't marry a woman who you're already married to her daughter or her Mother or, or even a, a grandmother drop on him, huh? Yeah, or a sister. Or a sister. Or a sister is a good case. A sister. We're going to talk about that, right? You can marry a sister while the sister's alive. You can't marry her. Uh, so, so how long are you going Okay. So Rabbi Yochanan says the name of Rabbi Yochanan this halacha that if you tell somebody to marry a woman for you, you can't marry anybody else in between until you find out who that woman was, till you meet her, or he tells you who he married for you, the name of the person. Let's say a Zobra, your lettuce has to bring a pair of birds. And you set aside, okay, here are the two birds. You didn't say which is going to be the other two birds. One of them flew away. But you hadn't yet defined which is going to be the Ola, which is going to be the, the Chatas. Okay. Uh, one, one of them flew away. Or it flew among Chatos Mesa. Remember, by animals, there's five chatos, that you have to let them die. You lock them up in the stall and you starve them to death. Why? Because nothing you can do with them. Let's say a vlad chatos. You set aside your carbon and the, and the chatos, some chatos for a commoner is a female chatos, female animal, and had a baby. So what do you do if you can't bring it as carbon? You can't do anything. It's carbon. So you have to let it die. Another example is, let's say, a chatos shekipur bale already had a kapar. So let's say this, one of these two birds flew and landed among those birds. You don't know which one is. There's nothing you can do with me. I die. Oh, Or one of these two birds died. You set aside two birds. You didn't say which one of them died. You could take a second bird and uh, match it up. You know, take another bird. One of them flew away or died or went someplace where you can't define it. So you'd pick another one. It'll come fresh. But let's say you had two birds and you and when they're in front of you, you said this is the oldest. One on the right is a chathos and one on the left is an ola. You define them. And when they're in front of you, you could see this is the chatos as the ola, right? Maybe one's a little bit bigger. And then one of them flew away. Now when one of them flew away, you don't know which one is left because you don't have two to compare. So you don't know which one is left. You have either an ola or a chatos. You can't bring it as a carbon because you don't know how to bring it. You look fresh as anotakana. Okay, fine. So you can't, you can't do it. And you have to bring two new birds, right? Because you can't do anything with this bird. How can anybody else in the world bring a bird now? Maybe the bird that flew away, which was already designated as a chathos or as an ola, maybe that's the bird. Just like, you know, what are the chances that the woman that you want to marry here is related to the one that you, the shliach married for you in Hong Kong? Very little chance of that happening, but you never know. Jewish community is small. He's, he did separate a Jewish one, right? So maybe maybe you don't know, but it's, it's unlikely that you're going to just happen to marry this one, but you can't. Okay, but over here where the bird flew away, 
and the blurt was designated as an older achatas for this particular person, and that flew away. So you say the remaining bird you can't bring, you got to bring two birds. But, but that bird's somewhere in the world, and somebody else may bring that bird as a government. How can anybody bring a bird? Maybe that's a bird that flew away that was already designated. We were sharking in the Alma, Mikten, they're okay. Why don't you say every bird is maybe is the one that flew away from this woman uh, who owned it and, and you can only bring it for her? So Rabbi Yochanan, uh, Rabbi Yochanan said, I'm talking about a woman, the Lonaida, who's not mobile. A woman is usually stationary, called Fudabas Melach Panima. A woman's proper place is, is to be modest, not to be running around outside. So she's considered to be stationary. We have a rule called the Kavua Kamechzanechzami. We learn from Arvlopakumla, Sidrasha, that when something is Kavua, it's like 50 50. So a woman is like a 50 50 chance, even though logically with numbers, it's a million to one that you're going to hit one of her relatives if you marry somebody here now and that you think your Shliach got married for you to her relative. It's a million to one. But since it's Kavua Kamechzanechzami, you're talking about a bird which flies away. There's millions of birds out there. And they're all running all over the place. There's very little chance, uh, you know, the ruba, the ruba, the ruba, the great, great, great majority, it's a million to one that somebody's going to bring uh, the one that flew away as a carbon. So that's not a problem. Anybody can bring a, anybody can bring a bird. That they, you know, so you find two birds, you don't have to assume maybe one of them flew away from uh, from somebody who was a high, even if you know there was a case where the bird flew away. But it's unlikely this is a bird. And you go, Basarov, you can't ask me cash from woman because woman is considered 50%. Maybe the woman is also mobile. Maybe he found, maybe uh, when he found her, she wasn't at home. Uh, you know, when he went to Hong Kong, Yanko Shliach went to Hong Kong, she was, she was at the Shuk there. You know, they have a night, a, a night market in Hong Kong. Maybe she was shopping over there and uh, and she was shopping and they and uh, he found her there out in the street. So it's also based on Roe. And called the Ruben me Ruben Parish. We have a call called the call the call the Kavuk Matsandam. We call the parish if it's separated, not in Kavua, it's it's out there, uh, mobile, then um then you go Basaro, Fabian Bashuk Ashkir, Vikadashim, uh uh Vikadashim was there. So just like by the birds, you say, don't assume that if you found the bird, maybe that's the bird that flew away from somebody who already defined it, designated as an older shlomim, and flew away. The same way, maybe he uh, married a woman who was in the street, he found somebody there in the shuk, and she was moving around too, and called the Rosh Parish, and you don't have to assume that the woman you found now is from the robe. Is, 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 is she's probably from the robe who's not related to her. Maybe I mean, says, no, in the case of the woman, She's only mobile temporarily, but she's going to go back home. She's going to be stationary. But the birds always fly around. They're always maruba. They're always called the parish. Therefore, the two cases are different. Okay. What does all this have to do with us? Well, we're talking about here birds, about a woman, right, Mary? What does that do? So tomorrow's tomorrow, we'll see this. Tomorrow, we'll just get a quick, quick preamble. What's the whole problem over here? That you sent the shliach to marry uh, somebody for you in Hong Kong. And you don't know who the woman is, and you don't know who it is. Can you marry somebody here? No, because maybe she's related. Let's say the woman you want to marry here has no relations. She has no daughter. She has no parents. She has no sister. No, none of that who are married. She has no, no granddaughters, no, no uh, daughters, no granddaughters. Below aim. She has no mother. Below aim. And no grandmother. Below a house and no sister who's single. Who's single? She doesn't have a single sister. Then you could marry her because problems only, right? Problems only. Did you have, did she have a single sister 
that the shlich might have married might have married you to her sister. Even though he had a sister, let's say she has a sister. Listen to this. Rabbi Yochanan's Moda, let's say this woman you want to marry now here. You sent the uncle on a shlichus to marry somebody. You want to marry this girl and say, oh, do you have any relatives? Yeah, I have a sister in Hong Kong, but she's married. Ah, then it's okay. She's married already. So there's no chance. Maybe she got divorced afterwards. Right? Then you could marry this woman over here. Even though she might have gotten divorced later on. My time. But he shot at that time. The time that I commissioned you, having a seed this sister was married to somebody else. So I want to marry this woman here. And I sent the shliach to Hong Kong to marry somebody for me. And when I met this woman here, I said, do you have any sisters? Yeah, I have a sister, but she's married. Maybe she's divorced now. Even though she's divorced now, at the time he commissioned her, she was married. When a man makes a shliach, he, he points a shliach to something that's in front of him right now. If it's not in front of him right now, he can't do it right now. It's not possible to do right now. A person makes a shliach, he makes a shliach something to do possibly right now. If you want to marry this girl, and she says, I have a sister in Hong Kong, but she's married. Okay, so then it's not a problem. Because when you make a shliach, I make a shliach for something I can do right now. If my sister in Hong Kong, if the, if the girl's sister, the, the one you want to marry here now, after you send the shliach, she has a sister in Hong Kong, but the sister's married now, right? When you appoint her, you want to marry her now. So you assume that she's still married, even though she might be divorced. And if she might be divorced, maybe the shliach married her for you after she got divorced. That you don't consider. Because right now in front of you, not there. So right in front of you, she was uh, married. Therefore, you're not concerned that maybe she got divorced later on. So therefore, they, now the Gemara's gas, this leads us already in tomorrow's stop. So what about our case? In the case in our Mishnah, where Reuben said, I want to be in Nazir and I want to be in Shlikim, somebody else. Who else? There's nobody else here. You say, if, they, if they're smart, they'll each bring for the other one. But they can't bring for the other. Reuben can't bring for the other. The other one wasn't there yet. Shimon only said, me too. I'll also be in Nazir and I'll bring Quran's for somebody else. Okay, when Shimon said, I'll be thinking for Nazir, Reuben already was a Nazir. So you could, you could say, I'm bringing it for him. But when Reuben became his, was a Nazir, said, I'm going to be a Nazir, I'm going to drink Kabbalah, Shimon wasn't a Nazir yet. So how can he bring three Kabbalahs for Nazir, for, for Shimon? That's what the Gemara is going to deal with tomorrow. Tomorrow's daf is daf Yud Beis. It'll be on the podcast. And on Sunday, Mr. Shem, we'll start from the Mishnah at the bottom of Shabbos' daf. And the uh, Yud Beis, and Beis, we'll pick it up from that Mishnah. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Call to it.